Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode number 185 of Sean's Sports Stop, and I'm coming at you from Los Angeles, California, on Friday, November 30th, 2018, and today I will be reporting all the breaking news stories in sports, as well as the news results and future matchups of the LA sports teams, uh, but before I get into that, uh, check out my guys over at Anchor.fm, they make podcasting for me extremely easy, and I'm very grateful for all the things that I'm able to do. With Anchor, all the features that I'm able to access and take advantage of, it's really, really helped me uh, transition into podcasting consistently. Also, if you know of a child that is interested in doing youth sports, check out allteams.com. That's A-L-L-T-E-A-M-Z.com. All you have to do is make an account, give them your information, and um, they'll provide you with all the youth sports teams in your area. I've written a few articles for those guys about sports. They're all tied in with youth sports. If if for some reason you don't know what youth sports means, it basically just means sports played by children, teenagers. Uh, Also, all feedback is appreciated, positive and negative. This is episode number 185, but this is the first episode where I'm using proper headphones and a proper microphone. So please let me know if you think the audio sounds better, if it's the same, you can't tell the difference, or if it's worse, I doubt that, but who knows what you guys think. You might think that it's worse with the proper equipment. But um, also all feedback is appreciated, positive, negative, negative, actually, especially, believe it or not, because that's how you get better. And uh, just help me out any way you can. If you feel like if you enjoy the show, leave a five-star review on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, follow me on Spotify, check me out on all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Sean Sportstop. And my websites, seansportshow.com and seansportstop.com. There will be a third one soon that will combine podcasting and a blog that I'm working on. So stay stay tuned for that. Uh, the first story of today's episode has to do with NBA and as do most of the other stories. So um, Washington Wizards center Dwight Howard has undergone surgery to address the persistent gluteal injury he has had this year. The team announced Friday, quote, Howard underwent an L4-L5 lumbar microdisectomy earlier today. The procedure went as planned with no complications. The procedure was performed by Dr. Robert Watkins in Marina Del Rey, California, and was recommended after consultation with Dr. Watkins and Wizards Doctors and Wizards Director of Medical Services and Orthopedist Dr. Wiemi Doe. Uh, determined that the disc herniation was causing severe nerve irritation and gluteal pain. Howard's progress will, will be reevaluated in approximately two or three months. Yahoo Sports' Chris Haynes first reported Friday that Howard would undergo the procedure. Howard has uh, provided, or he has proved, excuse me, durable throughout his career, appearing in less than 71 games only once in non-lockout shortened seasons during his first 14 years in the league. That includes his 81 games with the Charlotte Hornets last season. However, injury has plagued the 32-year-old's first go-around in the nation's capital. The eight-time All-Star has missed the start of the season and just nine games into his return to the court, he once again found himself sidelined by um, a biopriformis injury in his buttocks, in his butt. Previously, Howard's only major injuries had been of the shoulder in the 2012-13 season and knee in the 2014-15 season. When Howard has been on the court, he has been productive. He's averaging 12.8 points and 9.2 rebounds in 25.6 minutes a game. Those may be a long way from his career average at 17.4 and 12.6, but they are still respectful respectable totals in the NBA. Just last season, the 2004 number one overall pick reminded the basketball world of what he's capable of with a 30-30 game. Um, 
So this is obviously a very big blow for the Washington Wizards, who are already struggling mightily, even though they do have John Wall and Bradley Beal, Otto Porter Jr. They're playing extremely poorly, and uh, the injury to Dwight Howard, their starting center, definitely does not help them. And I think they need to trade Bradley Beal and John Wall as soon as possible. So that's that. Uh, switching gears to another NBA story. So Joe Kim Noah is back in the NBA playing for a team. Center Joe Kim Noah agreed to terms on a one-year deal for the veterans minimum with the Memphis Grizzlies on Friday, according to Shams Chernia of the Athletic and Stadium. The move comes after the New York Knicks waived Noah using the stretch provision. No average five points and 8.8 rebounds in his first season with the team before suffering a season-ending knee surgery in early 2017. The NBA also suspended him for 20 games in March 2017 after he violated the league's anti-drug policy. A month later, Noah underwent shoulder surgery. Quote, I'm dealing, I'm dealing with a lot of adversity, adversity right now, Noah said in October 2017 for the New York Daily News' Stefan Bondi. It's just where the cards fall. It's like being a rookie all over again. I have to prove myself, and I have to prove myself every day. It's a challenge. It's a challenge I put myself in. Noah didn't make his 2017-18 debut until late November, and he appeared in seven games before leaving the team for, quote, personal reasons, according to ESPN.com's Ian Begley and Adrian Wojnarowski. Chernia reported uh, for Yahoo Sports that Noah had a, quote, heated verbal exchange with then-Knicks head coach Jeff Hornacek, at practice the day after the Knicks lost by 11 points to the Golden State Warriors on January 23rd, 2018. At that point, it seemed pretty clear that the relationship between Noah and the Knicks had been broken beyond repair. And the only question was the only question was when he, the team would move on from him and uh, they would early on this season. So now switching gears to college football slash the NFL. I guess you can consider this um, a bit of both. So... Houston uh, defensive tackle at Oliver, widely regarded as one of the top NFL prospects in the country, has officially thrown his hat in the ring for the 2019 NFL Draft. Oliver announced on Friday, which was today, that he will sp- skip the Cougars' bowl game in order to begin his draft preparations. His decision, his decision, decision, excuse me, hardly comes as a surprise, as a surprise, as he had said in a statement in March that the 2018 season would be his last in college football. Quote. This was a dream of mine coming in, Oliver said. I knew I was going on a business trip, and whether my business trip was three years or four years, it just depended on how, on how early I got on the field and how effective I was. Um, there will be a spotlight on Oliver during the pre-draft process after he missed four games for the Cougars in 2018 due to a knee injury. He was originally listed as day-to-day with a bruised knee suffered after taking a low block during an October 20th game against Navy. Despite the injury, Oliver's draft stock doesn't seem to have taken a hit. Matt Miller of Bleacher Report has the 20-year-old ranked as the number two overall prospect on his latest big board behind Ohio State's Nick Bosa. In September, Miller called Oliver and, quote, athletic marvel, who was, quote, unstoppable during his college years and generated comparisons to Los Angeles Rams uh, MVP candidate Aaron Aaron Donald. During Oliver's three seasons at Houston, uh, he recorded... Uh, 53 tackles for loss and 13 and a half sacks and was named a first team All-American in 2016 and 2017. He definitely doesn't have anything left to prove in college and I think he'll translate to a very successful player in the NBA. Now switching gears back to the M or in the NFL, sorry. I don't know why I said NBA. This next story does have to do with the NBA or on the Washington Wizards. Though the Washington Wizards have shown signs of life since details of an ugly, continuous practice spilled out publicly last week, the long-term, uh, the 
Actually, I'm not going to cover this. There's no point in covering this. Basically, the Wizards uh, are in a very bad place. That's that's all there. That's all that needs to be said. But this story does have to do with the NBA as well. The Oklahoma City Thunder will be without guard Andre Roberson for at least the next six weeks, according to ESPN's Royce Young. Roberson has yet to play this season as he continues to rehab from a ruptured patellar tendon suffered in uh, January. That was last season, but this year, this calendar year. Per Young, Roberson suffered a setback Thursday after experiencing discomfort after jumping during a workout. An MRI revealed he has a small avulsion fracture in his knee. The team will reevaluate him in six weeks. This news comes just one day after Oklahoma City coach Billy Donovan said, um, according to the Oklahoma's Eric Horn, Roberson was on a, quote, really good track because he continues to progress and get better. Um, Roberson was initially expected to make his 2018-19 debut in November, but but also previously dealt with a setback in October, as detailed by Young. The veteran acquired an additional procedure after experiencing irritation. Uh, Irritation. So the Thunder need Roberson back. They're doing pretty well without him. They have Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Stephen Adams. Dennis Schroeder has also been very good. The Thunder have been doing pretty okay without him. I believe they're third or fourth in the Western Conference, but they definitely need Roberson back. He's a very important role player to the team, and they'll be they'll only be better with him. Uh, definitely better with him than without him. Now another NBA story. This was pretty funny. So I covered yesterday that Utah that the Utah Jazz acquired veteran guard Kyle Korver from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, and, and it might be all because of Joe Ingles. Earlier this year, Ingles made headlines by dubbing himself, quote, the best shooter in the league. While those comments certainly caught the eye of Utah general manager Dennis Lindsay. Here's what Lindsay told reporters on Friday per Andy Larson of the Salt Lake Tribune. Quote, I've been greatly offended by Joe Ingles' claim to be the greatest shooter on the planet. As a proud American that's, that he's comparing himself to Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kyle Korver, I was offended. I wanted to make sure that he realizes not only is he not the best shooter in the world with his leveraged arm Aussie slingshot like he's trying to shoot balloons in the Australian circus he's no longer even the best shooter on the jazz that was my number one goal to which Ingles responded per Larson quote I might be out of here that he said that is not a surprise at all it feels like every time he sees me he makes a joke to me about something now we have the two best shooters it's all good both Lindsay and Ingles were t- uh, talking in jest and they were obviously joking for what it's worth the 31-year-old Ingles leads the Jazz in three-point shooting at 38.5% this season, and he's shooting 45.4% from the floor as well, so it's not like he's playing bad. But as a whole, Utah ranks 28th in the NBA in perimeter shooting at 31.9%, and that's a big reason the deal was made. Corver is shooting 43.2% uh, over his whole career from deep, and he's made the fourth most three-pointers in NBA history. This is according to basketballreference.com. He's also shooting, he's also shooting 46.3% from beyond the arc this season. So Utah, who are currently at 10 and 12, two games under 500, could definitely use a very good three-point shooter and a veteran guard in Kyle Korver. So great move and pretty funny that the GM is uh, making jokes about his players. It's uh, pretty cool to see uh, an NBA executive or a, a sports executive in general light kind of loosened up once in a while. So now another NBA story. This is, again, the Washington Wizards. So the Sacramento Kings were reportedly preparing to target Washington Wizards small forward Otto Porter Jr., via trade should the Wizards decide to shake up their roster following a slow start to the 2018-19 NBA season according to Jason Jones of the Athletic the Kings are quote closely monitoring the situation after missing out on Porter when he was a restricted free agent in 2017 Bleacher reports Ken Berger reported Friday that quote team officials are preparing for the possibility that they may need to trade assets should the Wizards fall out of playoff contention the 25-year-old is having his worst season since 2015-16, his first year as a full-time starter for Washington, 
He's averaging 11.8 points, 5.3 rebounds, 2 assists, and 1.5 steals while shooting 48.4% from the field, including 36% from 3. Uh, he did make a career-best 44.1% of his attempts from beyond the arc last season. His decline in that area is a key reason that he's dropped from 4th in player efficiency rating among small forwards uh, to 15th this season. So, yeah. Uh, the Wizards should trade him, in my opinion. Now switching gears to the MLB. So the Cincinnati Reds are moving on from center fielder Billy Hamilton after five seasons. Per C. Trent Rosencrantz of the Athletic, Hamilton won't be tendered a contract for 2019 by Friday's 8 p.m. Eastern deadline. Uh, it is currently 12.04 a.m. on the Pacific, Pacific time, so Hamilton has not got a contract. Hamilton was entering the final year of arbitration with the Reds. The 28-year-old was projected to earn a $5.9 million next season per Tim Dierks of MLB Trade Rumors. Known for his lightning speed, Hamilton has struggled with the bat since being called up from the minors in September 2013. He has a 245 batting average with 277 stolen bases in 690 games. Despite his offensive shortcomings, he still has value on defense because of speed. Uh, he ranks fourth among all MLB outfielders in ultimate zone rating and eighth in defensive runs saved since 2014 per Fangraph. So he's still very good on defense, but I'm not really familiar with the situation, but it seems like the Reds are better without him. Um, better without paying him $6 million. Now switching gears back to the NBA. Indiana Pacers shooting guard Victor Oladipo will, will remain out indefinitely because of right knee soreness, the team announced Friday. Further details were not provided, and the team said, quote, updates will be provided when warranted. According to ESPN.com's Adrian Wojnarowski, Oladipo, quote, is still working himself back into game condition as, and is expected to return in the near future. Additionally, he noted there are no structural issues with Oladipo's knee. So good news for Pacer fans there. Now switching gears to college football. Um, sophomore cornerback Byron Murphy had two interceptions, including one return for the game's only touchdown, as number 11 Washington defeated number 17 Utah 10-3 in the Pac-12 championship game on Friday at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California. Murphy's 66-yard pick six with 105 remaining in the third quarter gave Washington a 9-3 lead. The 10-3 Huskies won their second Pac-12 title in three seasons. Utah made its first ever conference title matchup after winning the Pac-12 South, and they fell to 9-4. Now switching gears back to the NBA again. The third story that has to do with the Washington Wizards. Trade interest in Washington Wizards point guard John Wall is reportedly, quote, close to non-existent around the NBA because of his four-year, $169.3 million contract extension that goes into effect next season. On Friday, Bobby Marks of ESPN.com reported that an unnamed league executive said the Wizards will struggle to find a potential landing spot for the five-time All-Star uh, point guard. He said, quote, Granted, every player in this league can be traded, but the wall extension right now is the toughest contract I have, I have seen a team try to move in 20 years, the team executive said. I couldn't look my owner in the eye and tell him that there's value with the player even if we didn't have to trade in anything of significance. Wall is averaging 21.5 points, 8.1 assists, 3.6 rebounds, and 1.7 steals while shooting 45.2% from the field across 21 appearances this season. So a uh, very tough situation that the Wizards are in. Now another NBA story. This has to do with Carmelo Anthony. So Carmelo Anthony is without a home in the NBA after he and the Houston Rockets agreed to, quote, part ways following only 10 games this season. As Anthony awaits his official release from the team, Brian Winhurst of ESPN.com reported that league executives told him that they believe the forward may, quote, have played his last game. Winhorst made it clear on ESPN's The Jump that he didn't believe that would be the case. A 10-time All-Star and 16-year league veteran, the 34-year-old averaged 13.4 points, 
and 5.4 rebounds per the, uh, for the Rockets this year. Anthony is one of the most decorated scorers in NBA history as he ranked as he ranks 20th at all t- all time in points per game. Um, so I think he still has you, you know why wouldn't someone want to sign him to like a veterans minimum have, as a bench guy? He could be a good shooter. The Philadelphia 76ers uh, could use him. Uh, hell, as a Lakers fan, I wouldn't mind having a shooter like Carmelo as long as he wouldn't uh, kind of bring the team chemistry down with his ego and wouldn't ask for too much money. So I think he'll still be in the NBA, but he's definitely a big. He's definitely a, uh, a shell of his former self, to say the least. Now switching gears to the NFL for the last notable news story of this episode. The Kansas City Chiefs announced the release of running back Kareem Hunt on Friday after TMZ Sports posted a video of Hunt in a physical altercation with a 19-year-old woman at a Cleveland hotel in February. His release came shortly after the NFL announced Hunt was placed on the commissioner exempt list. In February, Courtney Astolfi of Cleveland.com reported two police reports were filed following the altercation with Hunt listed as the suspect on one. Um, and Abigail Ottinger, the 19-year-old woman who uh, shoved and kicked in the security footage, listed as the suspect on the other. No charges were filed in the case. Friday marked the first time the video was made publicly available. Hunt said in August he, quote, learned from his offseason, which also included allegedly punching a man in the face at an Ohio resort in June and remained, quote, focused on football. Quote, just just be in the right place at the right time, he told reporters. I'm going to keep thinking about football and going and go out there and do my job. Following his release, Hunt issued a statement which was uh, relayed by NFL Network's Ian Rapport that read, quote, I want to apologize for my actions. I deeply regret what I did. I hope to move on from this. Hunt appeared in, in all of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs 11 games of the 2018 season. He tallied 1,202 yards from scrimmage and 14 total touchdowns. So with, with that said, that's all we have for the notable news section of this episode. Now I'm going to be transitioning into the L.A. sports, starting with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, the Lakers played today their second game in two nights, and they beat the Dallas Mavericks 114-103. to So the Lakers are now 13-9, and and the Mavericks are 10-10. and The Lakers play tomorrow again at 12.30 p.m. Pacific time, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, against the Phoenix Suns at home. So it'll be the Lakers' third straight game. Uh, in three nights I don't think I've ever seen that happen so that's pretty cool um, taking a look at the stats for the Lakers Kyle Kuzma had 15 points six assists 12 rebounds LeBron James had 28 points four assists five rebounds JaVale McGee had six points and seven rebounds Brandon Ingram had 19 points four assists four rebounds Lonzo Ball had 10 points four assists and one rebound Kentavious Caldwell Pope had 13 points and three rebounds Tyson Chandler had a great game, double-double with 13 points and 12 rebounds. And uh, Lance Stevenson had two points. Sviatoslav Mihaljuk had three points, and that's about it for the Lakers. Uh, Harrison Barnes had 29 points for the Dallas Mavericks. Wesley Matthews had 11. Dennis Smith Jr. had uh, 13. Dwight Powell had 17. J.J. Barea had eight. Luka Doncic had six points, five assists, and six rebounds. He also had a couple blocks, two of which were on LeBron James. Uh, The Clippers did not play today. They're first in the Western Conference. They play tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern against the Dallas Mavericks, but they play in Dallas, not at home, as you might think. Taking a look at the NBA standings, the LA Lakers have now moved up to sixth in the Western Conference. As I said, 13 and nine, two and a half games behind the first place Clippers. They are uh, seven and three in their last 10 on a two game winning streak. The Clippers are still first, 15 and six, uh, nine and one at home, six and five on the road. 9 and 1 in their last 10 and on a four game winning streak. The Lakers are 8 and 4 at home and 5 and 5 on the road. Uh the LA Rams play uh in 2 days. That's uh 
Actually, yeah, they, they play in two days. Uh, actually, I was wrong. The Lakers play on Saturday against the Phoenix Suns at 12.30 p.m. So time, 3.30 p.m. Eastern at home. And the Clippers also play on Saturday uh, against the Dallas Mavericks, not tomorrow. Or actually, tomorrow is Saturday. What am I saying? So, yeah, the Lakers play tomorrow. So, yeah. Uh, the LA Rams, they played the Detroit Lions at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Fox. The Rams are first in the NFC West and first in the NFL. They will look to extend uh, their record to 11-1. and The Chargers will have a great record who destroyed the Arizona Cardinals last week, played the Pittsburgh Steelers in the game of the week, 5.20 p.m. Pacific time, 8.20 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Be there or be square. Uh, the LA Kings played today, and they lost to the Calgary Flames 4-1 to on the road. The Flames are now 15-9-2, while the Kings fall to 9-16-1. The Kings are back in the loss column after... Uh, actually, they have now lost two straight games after winning two in a row. The Kings are still last in the Pacific Division and possibly last in the NHL. They play tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 10.30 p.m. Eastern against the Carolina Hurricanes at home in Los Angeles, Staples Center. And let's see, did the Anaheim Ducks play today? The Ducks did play today. And they beat the Carolina Hurricanes 2-1 in overtime on the road. The Ducks are now 13-10-5, and, and the Hurricanes are 12-9-4. The Ducks play uh, Sunday at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, against the Washington Capitals, the defending Stanley Cup champions at home. Taking a look at the NHL standings to close out this episode, the LA Kings are still last, 8th in the Pacific Division. Uh, they have 19 points. They're 4-6 and six in their last 10, minus 26 goal differential, and they have lost two straight games. While the Ducks now move up to second in the Pacific Division, 13, 10, and 5. Uh, 13, 10, and 5 with a minus 14 goal differential, 6, 2, and 2 in their last 10. Three game winning streak and um, only one point behind the first place Calgary Flames. So, with that said, this was episode number 185. Uh, thank you so much for the support. Episode number 186 will be recorded and published on Saturday, December 1st, 2018. I can't believe we're already one month away from 2019. And um, I'll see you guys then.